and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Genesis chapter 3, Eden destroyed, how the power of grace defeats the influence of Satan. Adam and Eve had it made. They were living in what we'd consider utopia, the Garden of Eden. They had each other, the freshest vegan diet, animals to play with. They were to have kids and populate the earth with God's own image. Too bad they blew it. All they had to do was stay away from one tree. But no, enter Satan, the devil, Lucifer, disguised as a snake to tempt Eve. One wrong choice, and they destroyed their utopia. Let's dig in. We're in Genesis chapter 3, the fall. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You certainly, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. I blame, blame the woman. Then the Lord God said to the woman, 
what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. The devil made me do it. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity or hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. The woman to the woman, he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe with painful labor. You will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you to Adam. He said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. I will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. That's death. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Notice this us again. Trinity. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Um, choices have consequences. Here's some points to ponder. God gave Adam and Eve free will with one simple don't. God tells them that everything they need is here. They didn't need the fruit of that tree. Satan tempts Eve with the top three enticements, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Check out Luke 4 to see how Satan tempts Jesus with the same three enticements. Eve was to be Adam's helper, with Adam being the lead. Here, Eve takes the lead. Adam, instead of following and obeying God, follows his wife. He could have been the leader. He was there. He could have stopped Eve. Adam and Eve were saying that God is not enough. They did gain some knowledge that they were sinners. Then they felt ashamed naked and afraid of God. God curses the snake, Eve and all women, Adam and all men. The devastating consequences of their disobedience brought on pain and childbirth as well as the monthly curse for all women. Yeah, blame Eve for that one. Having to toil to make a living, weeds, sin, eventual physical death, for them as well as every future human being. The first animal sacrifice for clothing and the infam infamous phrase, the devil made me do it. 
No excuses. The devil made me do it is not an excuse. Sin is serious. When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God's simple don't, sin entered the world. Their lives and ours were forever changed. Why do bad things happen in the world? Why is there evil in the world? Well, evil is the absence of God. Just like Adam and Eve took the bait, they wanted to be like God. So do we humans today. They wanted to know it all, to be able to do it all. And that's what we want. With the eating of the forbidden fruit, they give Satan a foothold in the world of humankind. We, Eve's offspring, fight Satan's evil every day as part of God's curse. However, there is good news. There is a promise here of hope through God's gift of grace. We have God's plan to save the world through his grace. Jesus, Eve's offspring, seed, child, descendant, will crush Satan. Oh, by the way, Eve is not Mary. Whoever came up with that idea is certainly a false teacher. And you'd be interested to see what else the Catholic Church has lied about. And there's a link in my blog to that. The curse is lifted. We see that in the book of Revelation. Isn't it nice of God to give us a look into the future? Furthermore, Eden, utopia, will be revived, as will the tree of life. We'll get it all back. And we find that in the last chapter of the Bible in Revelation 22. And it reads, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve them. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. But there's a caveat. Jesus said in the previous chapter of Revelation, Revelation 21, verses 7 through 8, those who are victorious will inherit all this and I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, anything the occult, the idolaters, all liars, will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. It's your choice. Just like Adam and Eve had free will, you do too. You have a rather simple choice as to where you spend eternity heaven or hell. And we know that in John 3.17, Jesus said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, through Jesus. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus wants to be your friend. Do you hear Jesus knocking at the door to your heart? Why don't you let him in?
Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there is a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of my blog, I put in one of my favorite um, worship songs, In Christ Alone, because that's the only way into heaven is through Jesus' salvation. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.